What's going on, my fellow Virgo Verdicts? This is your boy Gene, and today is a very, very special podcast. It's more of a solo podcast. I have no co-host, no guest today, but it is a podcast that I felt it's been a long time coming, and today's topic, let alone story that's going along with it, is self-worth. Now, a lot of people I met, including myself, have a very limited understanding of self-worth. The actual definition of self-worth is the sense of own one's own value or worth as a person. However, there are many ways a person's worth can actually feel less than what they are. Now, the reason why I'm saying more about self-worth because this is something that took me years and years to try to figure out what it meant. See, I did some things, and before I even get into this, I'm going to say this is a viewer discretion advisory. What I what I am talking about is letting myself out there for many people to understand my truth, what I've done that I'm not proud of, and I'm letting myself open because there's no point in me hiding this anymore. I've been dealing with this for the past year now, and reflecting on it it made me realize that in order for me to move forward with everything else i'm doing in life there's no point in me hiding or sense of hidingness so this might not be a long podcast which is fine but this is something that needs to be heard needs to be listened to and i want those who understand what i'm going through have been in that same situation that you could also reach out to us on the virgo's verdict and talk to me trust me i have nothing but time to listen to everybody if you need to listen Hence, I'm a Virgo. Everyone listen. On that note, it's Virgo season in this bitch. We out here. We out here. Yes, Leo season had theirs, but it is Virgo season. Just thought I'd throw that in there to celebrate us. Now, moving forth. I never had self-worth. At all. And this is this is going back years and years of it. I can say that in middle school towards elementary school and middle school I didn't have any self-worth or any type of the word I'm trying to look for is confidence in myself as well either see I didn't think I had worth unless I needed something and then there was times that I was told that if there is, is something that was needed of me I was always being used like if somebody wanted to hang out with me or friends with me they're using me for something which made me feel pretty worthless. So growing up as a teenager, you just isolated yourself from a lot of things. And I felt that, you know, if I did nice things all the time for people, was that nice guy, somebody would see my worth. That wasn't the case. Middle school was horrible for me. Even when I got left back a second time in eighth grade, it still thought, you know, I'm older. Maybe they'll see, see me in a different way. No. I will always be some that nice guy that everyone wanted to take advantage of sometimes going into high school was a whole maturity thing and this is the time where you discover yourself and you figure out exactly who you want to be and what you want to be and to be honest I didn't really have much worth there either I didn't find myself worth even moving to Georgia I thought I can discover and be somebody else but 
I had no desire. I was depressed. I felt a lot of anxiety growing up, and I honestly felt that I couldn't really move forward with a lot of things. I am moving along this forward, but it's getting to the point. So coming back to high school, I found an interest in photography, capturing images, seeing things in different points of view that no one else can see it in, which led me to become the yearbook photographer. And a lot of people started noticing me that way, too. And for a moment, I thought I was worth something to someone because I had a value. I had something that they would want, something that they would need. And I was so willing to offer that service up so much. Oh, yeah, you know, Gene, we got you in your book. Yeah, you know, I'll put you in your book. Maybe you might invite me to a party or, you know, maybe you might want to talk to me or see what any interest I am in. But no, I did this for three years straight. You know, there's some people to this day who recognize me and look at me and they're like, Hey, you're the yearbook guy. My name's Gene. Not yearbook dude, photography dude, photo guy. To this day, I usually get that. A lot of people don't know. It pisses me off, but I don't know where to go from that as well, too, but. So throughout my sophomore year, I started up my junior year, I bought myself a nice camera and I just started taking pictures everywhere. To the point, like, my senior year, I actually did a my first wedding shot shoot, which was amazing. But I did it with close friends, and I felt a little worth at that point because they valued what I did, and I appreciated it. But throughout high school, I had a lot of negative things told to me. I don't want to shout these people out or anyone else out, but there were things that were said to me that made me question my worth. That I wasn't going to be any worth anything, that my weight was the reason why I'm people don't really want to talk to me or be bothering me or was holding me back and that played a big factor into a lot of my thing a lot of like things in life especially when it comes to my weight we're going to get to that as well so moving right along graduation comes you know it's when you discover you want to be a whole new man and i realized being a nice guy all the time doesn't really pan out so i had to figure out another way and i just felt like my worth wasn't really really something value to anyone so i had this desire to seek approval seek out people let them know that i am worth being around i am worth talking to and i was going about it like the wrong reasons just always trying to be make myself 100 percent available for people not giving my time to figure out what i need or what i want and making the sacrifices i need actually sacrifices for them and putting my needs on hold it just really made me question a lot of things about myself and a lot of things i thought you know how is this benefiting me and how is this putting any value towards me or making myself worth it but i would ignore that because you know i felt lonely inside I kept this a secret for a while. I just kept it lonely because a lot of times within that, people did start coming to me for real serious problems and did talk to me, which I liked. But a lot of the problems they would talk about were really serious, detrimental, and I always wanted to be that ear and be that rock for them. I got to the point in life where I honestly wanted to just be a rock for everyone. I came out just like during college. It's like, you know what? Being that rock for somebody isn't that bad. Like... This is like the ultimate way I can prove my worth to someone. 
this is the ultimate way that I have some type of value by being someone's rock or just being someone's like ear confidant and I did it for years in years and you know it seemed great at first but then you know you deal with a lot of people's problems and then like I have a bad habit of wearing my, my heart on my sleeves and I take everything to heart like when I feel if my friends are feeling are, are down like I'm down too like I don't want to say I'm down but I want to do everything in their power to pick it up but I don't want to ever feel like you know they can't rely on me that was the one thing I hated like couldn't be reliable and I took pride in that like if someone needed me for anything like whether to talk in the middle of the night go out for a midnight drive even be a designated driver you know I took pride in doing that I was like no I got you because you know I've been in situations where people you know couldn't do things for me and if I did need help they weren't able to help me and I got to the point of just never asking for help and trying to figure shit out on my own so that was something that I had to realize you know it wasn't the wrong way but you know I kept doing it because I felt some type of worth and this wasn't the right worth I needed to feel so later on, as I went through my personal demons and my personal things going on, I, w I don't want to use the word demons so early because I didn't really feel like I had demons, but my personal issues, I didn't have that many people to go to or talk to because I felt sometimes when I did talk to them, they just felt, you know, it's not really that serious. They would put mine on a back pedal and tell me, you know, what you're going through is not that serious. You'll be fine. You know, some people's serious, some people's not, but I'm pretty sure when I get a call in the middle of the night about a boy who's obviously cheating on you, and you cry to me about it, and I don't sit there and tell you right off the back, it's not that serious. I'm there for you as a friend because that's what friends do. So when my problems got put on a back burden, whether it was light or even something serious, I learned, I just adapted in a way of just never speaking about anything wrong with me. I held it in a lot. And it caused a lot of serious damage mentally, emotionally, and physically. And when I mean physically, I think it did a lot of damage for my weight gain. Now, a lot of you know me. I was a very, very big guy. My weight fluctuated up and down here and there, but I was always heavy, chunky face. My highest weight was 400 pounds. That, that was crazy, but we're going to get into that afterwards, too. I say that a lot. I like to skip forward and go backwards. I apologize, my Virgo, my Virgo verdicts, but this is, um, <laughs> I do this a lot, and I am working on this too, so I do apologize. Now, this is, we're in towards my mid-20s, my early 20s, around 23, 24. I started having a little epiphany with things, because, you know, I wasn't really 100% where I was at. You know, I didn't have my car like I wanted. I came back from I came back from Orlando. When I moved to Orlando, actually, we'll go into moving to Orlando. When I moved into Orlando, that was like my first time to being on my own. You know, learning how to be a man the way I want to and seeing exactly what I can do and, you know, bring it out. I met three very good friends out there when I first moved out there. And were, these women are like my family. Despite not hearing from one of them. But that's a whole nother story. They were family to me because they were the first people, first friends I ever made out there. And I love these girls to death. And it felt good because, you know, they didn't know me from my past. They didn't know me from other people. 
it was something very valuable where they got to know me for who I was. I didn't have to hide or act like somebody I wasn't. It was myself. And that's when I realized, like, you know, this was a lot better than getting approval. They, it's I got acceptance of, of real friends. I felt accepted through the friendships that I did have. Not saying that from my past friendships I didn't gain, I didn't get acceptance, but I think I was looking for more approval than acceptance, that I can I had to prove myself that I was worth it and felt judged. And I looked at these girls and they never judged me for anything. Now, the reason why I felt like I was being judged most of the time because I was instilled in my head for many years that a lot of reasons why I have the issues I do was because of my weight. And I am jumping back and forth with this, but the weight had a lot to contribute. I didn't say it was a contributing factor, but it held me back for a lot of things. And I got to the point that I did things that I would never do. I did college cheerleading, and I didn't let my weight stop me in there. And that was the issue where I had to prove myself for approval, thinking that I don't want people to ever judge me based on this. I need to prove my worth to these people. I need to prove that I can do this. I can weigh this much, I can be this size, but I can do anything. I did so many other activities where people would just look at me like, there's no way he can do that. And I proved them wrong. I took Zuma classes and I was highly good at it. I loved it and it was amazing. I loved every single part of it and I could not tell you how much that actually made me happy exercise class that I didn't hate and I continually continues doing but we'll get more into that as well so before I started doing for that cheerleading was first I had to prove with that moved to Florida and these girls actually made me feel like friends so I had to come back for some personal reasons and when I came back I got into my Zumba I realized that you know the couple months of me not doing it sucked and I had to get back into it and I decided to um go for my certification every all of us in our group had our license and whatnot and i was the last one to do it even though it was my idea to begin with it was my idea i'm still holding you guys to that it was my idea and i decided you know what it's time for me to do it and here's where some of it started trickling down i went there and actually before i went there I was told that, are you sure you can do this? Because a lot of people who do this stuff are actually in shape. Right there, hurt my it literally hurt my confidence. But, you know, I choose to I ignore that comment. It wasn't until I got there that morning in New York City and decided to sign up. It was at the New York Sports, Cent- uh, Fitness, New York Sports Center, right above Grand Central Station. I went there and <sighs> it was so discouraging. Because people were talking about me while I was there. Excuse me, made jokes about, you know, he's not even going to last that long. I don't see him actually become an instructor. How can anybody take his class or take him seriously? And it was a trigger point where I wanted to walk away. I had somebody in my life who was actually like a mother figure to me. And I'm going to shout her out, Ms. Louis Fernandez, who first class I ever took. And it made me feel so important. She, that conversation we had that day, it made reminded me what what I'm actually worth. That I didn't need that approval at that time. I told her and I was like, "Mama, I'm about to walk out. I don't belong here. I don't feel like I belong here. Like, 
they're probably right. Like, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I've been doing this for fun. You know, I don't know. Like, what everybody here is at least in shape, in shape, or maybe someone in shape. Like, I don't look like I should be doing this. My body, I'm like, there's no way. She knocked. If she was there, right? I, I swear to God, if she was next to me, she would have smacked the shit out of me and looked at me like, are you serious right now? And it would have been out of love. It would have been out of love because she knows, she saw what I was capable of. Even when I wasn't trying to prove anything or having fun with it, she knew I had so much potential. And she was one of very few people that saw the potential in me, which I'm probably going to backtrack in a little bit and list that out too. And the conversation is like, no, no, I know what you're capable of. And you're going to not let these people stop you doing this. You're going to go in there, show them what you're all about and be Jean. And she and I knew exactly what she meant by being Jean. And I was like, okay, I get to be myself. So brief summary in that class, it's an eight-hour certification. We did our hour warm-up. I stood in the middle of the class. I did a little dance. You know, I did some of the Zumba stuff. I didn't do too much, but I didn't do too little. I just, as a Virgo, we just analyze the situation. So that's what I did. I analyze while I'm doing it. I'm analyzing everybody else around me. So we turn and dance. I watch, and I'm looking, and I'm like, okay. It got to the part where we like to have Zumba battles. It was not really like a battle where you got to come up with stuff, but what we did, we just imitated what she had us do. So one side would do it, and she'll come back and do it again. So we had to repeat what she did. So I'll never forget this move where it was like, the, you know, those football drills where you're on your toes and you're moving, but we're kind of moving backwards while twerking a little bit, and we would drop down. I didn't like that move, so I did it in my way, but I kind of popped out, and when I popped out, I jumped into a split. I twerked in my split. I can tell you this, I will never be able to do this again, even if I tried to work hard at it. I went into a handstand from that split and did a front walkover. If my coach Mimi could see me do that now, she would have probably looked at me and like, what the hell? It was like that once in a lifetime moment that would never happen again. And I played it off in the inside. I was screaming like, little girl, like, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. And on the outside, I was like, I, yeah, 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 I got this. I got this. I proved to myself that I was able to do this and take that class within those eight hours. And a lot of people then started coming up to me and, you know, showed me that respect I deserve. You know, showed me that, you know, you are somebody that's worth it. And I took that with me. Now, that same confidence I had when I left, I didn't have it with me as much because I still had that negative environment where I was told, you know, people aren't going to take you seriously because you need to lose a little more weight. Mind you, these people never really came to any of my classes and said this to me. So it was just me being in that negative environment really did some damage. So I did my first class. It turned out great. Just a long story short with this, I actually had some medical complications. So it took me a while to get back into teaching again. And I decided to just, you know, sub out if anybody needed me for the past couple of years. Now, Zumba has a lot to, like, Zumba actually helped me through a lot of things, and it was one of the, you know, starting points, as well as cheer. One of the coaches I definitely have to shout out is Leah Giles. She was, like, my cheer mom, like, the mom, like, the mom, the cheer mom that I always wanted. She um, saw a lot of potential in me that I never saw, and this woman made me tear up a little bit. Like, the amount of confidence she gave me was just, like, unbelievable and there was times i would mess up by accident for a routine but she would look at us like you know what that looks a lot better when he does it instead of just doing what you guys did i was like oh 
she motivated me to do a lot more with my life, you know, to experiment. I realized there were some things that she had me do, like, it just wasn't for me. But if I didn't try it because of her, like, I don't think I would have never actually experienced it and actually learned from it. Because it was a learn. No matter what I did in life, I always like to learn from it, whether I continue with it 100 percent or don't know or I decide it's not something that's going to be for me. And she inspired me to do a lot of that, too. And, you know, that was another person in my life that saw my saw my worth when I wasn't able to. Now, I'm going on about the past and sometimes you guys a lot heard these stories. So what I'm going to do is move a little forward. So the weight issue was always a thing with me. I felt like I wasn't worth it, and something did happen to me back in 2016. Nothing crazy drastic, but a lot of personal stuff where I did call a friend, and it was the one time I needed needed that friend, and they kind of just shrugged off what I was going through, like it wasn't important. Meanwhile, like for this particular friend, I would sacrifice everything for, and I don't think they realized, like, it hurt me. It really, really hurt me to feel like my personal problem that I'm going through, which is a serious crisis, wasn't really worth their time. They don't understand how bad that really messed with me and then messed with me psychologically where it just was such a huge trigger point. It's like, you know, no one's really ever going to give a shit about me. I had other friends who would call up and then yell at me because, you know, you didn't come back. We were this and that. And then when I told them the situation, like, I kind of was mad. I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't have, I don't have this, I don't have that. Like, explain the situation. And I felt like it's so wrong for you guys to call me and then, you know, haven't heard from them in a while either. So when I went through my personal things, a lot of people I did the world for wasn't really there. And it hurt. It hurt a lot. But I got stronger from it. You know, Got close with my church. Shout out to the Rock Church. Love you guys. Um, I did my baptism that year. You know, I got myself right with God. And, you know, I started seeing things for what they were. And, you know, really had to really make it up. Now, just because you get baptized that day, I'm going to tell you this right off the bat. It's not an instant transformation. You feel good, but it's up to you to keep up with that. And I didn't keep up with it like I wanted to. So I ended up in 2017. I got my own apartment. And, you know, it was nice. I, um, you know, felt a little more independent. I felt, you know, I had a little more value, you know, a little more worth. You know, I've been through some shit, you know, awesome girl man shit. I've done some things. And I remember sitting in my apartment one day and I just sat down and this is another kidney. I'm looking at my weight. The way I was sitting, I always looked at myself as not a big guy until I sat in the mirror and I looked in from my side view and I was like, I don't recognize this man. I don't recognize who he is. I don't recognize anything. I'm used to seeing myself in one way when I sat down and looked by myself. I didn't like what I saw. I did not like it at all. I wasn't happy. I looked at myself and I was like, no, no, no. I can't be like this anymore. I can't do this anymore. At that point, that's when my self-worth came into thing. was like, you know what? This is something that you have to do for yourself. And I signed up for the bariatric sleeve surgery. Now, it was a six-month process. I got everything done in three or four months. I was blessed with that. I didn't come out of pocket for it. And it made me want to change. And the one thing they tell people, too, that if you're going to do this, you can't just, you're going to change physically, but you have to change everything around you, too. That was the biggest mistake I did not take in the heart. And here's why.
I go through this change, you know, I go through it, my, had my last birthday, my 27th birthday, I remember it was a horrible day, a lot of things happened that day, and then my cousin got married the day after, I took a picture of me dancing, I looked good on it, you know, I thought I didn't think much of it, and then like, I sat at that picture again, I was like, you know, within one year, I want to have that same outfit, and I want to look different, so it came the end of November, it was time for my surgery, and I will tell you this right now, the prep for the surgery, before you get it, you have to go on such a strict diet. I had to miss out on Thanksgiving, so 2016 was my last Thanksgiving, 2017 was the Thanksgiving, I just, you know, enjoyed my protein shakes. <laughs> it sucked so bad, but I was okay with it because it was coming out for a better thing, and I was around 400 pounds that time. I lost a lot of weight before the surgery for that, but I continue to add that on too. I got the procedure done, I remember going in, and I did remember that my abdominal pain was horribly, hor was horrible. I didn't realize how much you needed your core. Now, before the surgery came in, there was somebody that came into my life years ago. I was really close to her. There was something that could have happened between us, but obviously, we first, some for unforeseen, for consent, unforeseen events, it didn't work out. The fact she came back into my life and, you know, I thought maybe there could be a second chance. I didn't think much of it until it was brought onto the table by her. And right off the back was, like, me not realizing my self-worth where I was like, you know what? She was the only person that actually accepted me for who I was, the way I used to look before. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to give her that second chance. I'm going to do it because, you know, what? I want somebody on my corner that's going to support me, especially when I have to make these changes. So I allowed it to happen. After the surgery, I didn't really notice much of my weight loss until my older sister came into town and, you know, took a picture from before and after and was like, wow, like there's a huge difference. She was like kind of like my biggest cheerleader, too. So shout out to my older sister, Latoya. And I didn't realize the weight either. You know, I kind of just kept seeing myself, you know, as the fact that I didn't really much anything strict on the diet. Within that time, a lot of things I noticed start happening. There was an incident that happened in January, which tested me a lot further than I did and then a lot of the negativity that was around my area as well around me I didn't make that effort to change or anything I just you know catered to the people's needs try to do what I used to do before but physically I wasn't able to and then I didn't realize how much of a mental and mostly drain it took on me between girl problems home problems and everything work problems as well like I started getting really dark thoughts like, it got really bad to, like, I started snapping at coworkers, some of my friends, and didn't even realize, like, I was snapping at them. I was constantly, like, noticed myself a lot more angrier, and it wasn't because I couldn't eat food. Well, part, that was some other reason, because, like, I learned that one of my scapegoats was food addiction, which is a real thing. A lot of y'all can laugh at this all you want, like, that's not a real thing, but... When you're feeling sad, usually addiction comes to the food, and that's why people weigh so much, because food is a comfort thing. Why do you think they call it comfort food, you know? I just really felt, you know, I didn't have anything to comfort myself with. So it's about a month and a half into the surgery and whatnot, and I, whatchamacallit, I just started, you know, I got told I was able to have solid foods, you know, I can have certain things, and, you know, I got happy about it. Like, yes, I can finally eat an egg and whatnot. Now, there was some incident that happened New Year's Eve going into New Year's Day that just really made me upset to the point where 
I did physical damage to myself where I punched my rented car and then I was punching the concrete so hard to the point where I bruised my knuckles and I just saw nothing but blood. I was willing to hurt myself to the point of just doing that type of damage to me. I went back home that night and I was like so mad and I just continued doing it. Like I'm in my apartment punching the floor more and more and more and like I see the blood on my hand and then the blood on my floor. And at that point, something triggered in me that I had no worth. And there was something telling me, like, you're not worth anything. It doesn't matter how much loot you lose. You're not worth it. So past that, I still had issues with this girl. And, you know, she kind of made me feel like shit and didn't even realize it. And it was just a triggering point to that. I remember sitting down one day, eating breakfast. Made myself an egg, one egg omelet. You know, I was happy with my diet. Didn't have any water or anything towards it. I was really happy and... I just ate like a quarter of it and immediately I just start puking. I got so angry that I couldn't enjoy an egg. The one thing I was looking forward to, a fucking egg. And I got that mad to the point I was like, I, I just didn't want to be bothered with that, with anyone else anymore. I just couldn't do it anymore. I really couldn't. So I grabbed a knife from my knife stand and I put it towards my neck. And on that day was the day, my first attempt trying to take my life because I could not realize I had so much self-worth. I had no worth. I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that I had so much worth. And it just, it just, I really didn't think twice about it. I took the nut knife to my neck. I started cutting. And then when I saw the blood drip from the neck, I stopped and threw the knife down. I sat in my kitchen for a good 40 minutes to an hour realizing like what have I done like what where did this come from I've done with a lot worse stuff than this and I can't believe to tell I can't even begin to tell you that I, I I was just a shock I was like I've never had these thoughts before I never had these you know feelings before like I never you know, I never thought I would ever it would ever come to that point. Like, I, I'm the type of person someone can call me and I would talk them out of it right off the back. And that's what scared me. Because I didn't have anybody to talk to about this. And I was so scared. I was scared. I was hor like, like, hor like, I was, it was horrifying. Like, I had to go to work right afterwards. And I, like, literally just went to work just trying to figure out, like, what have I done? What's going on? I remember the next day my best friend came to see me and like I think I didn't know what to say like I couldn't keep it in and like you know I told her and when she saw it she looked at me she was like she couldn't believe it I was like I'm not joking and she was trying to she was more shocked about this me doing that because she knows me so well like she just knows that like I it's the last thing on my mind it would it would never it would, couldn't even say it's the last thing on my mind because it's something that would never come to mind and what makes it even worse is like I didn't think twice about it like I was ready to end everything because I let not being able to eat not having that comfort next to me going through everything and realize that Everything that I'd had issues for, 
I had a way of dealing with it, and it was the most unhealthy way in order, just eating myself away, having midnight snacks, having a fucking zebra cake and a Swiss roll, and then making a stop at fucking McDonald's or Burger King and eating late because I couldn't, couldn't go out, you know, I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I felt, well, you know, I can still do most things most athletic people can do, so it doesn't matter what I eat, and it just, enough was enough. I couldn't do it. it everything came to right off the bag, and I looked at myself, and I was like, how, how could you let this happen? Like, why, why did this happen? So, you know, I kind of kept it a secret from my church as much, and, I, you know, I thought maybe I should just go out there more. I told my friends I was seeking counseling, and honest truth, I didn't seek the counseling. I thought I was stronger than that. And a couple months went by. The thing with the girl kind of just, like, broke my heart because, like, I really, really saw myself with this woman, and it just, it hurt me so bad. And then a lot of other things happening, moving back home, you know, I'm working at a job where I didn't like and, you know, I'm going through these new changes and I just didn't feel like anything else around me was making any effort. And the reason why is that because I didn't make the effort to it because I thought it was just going to come right off the back. But I had to learn you can't do that. You can't. Months go by again and, you know, I'm thinking things are getting better, but it's actually getting worse and worse. I have friends that would come up to me like, you don't see you anymore. Someone told me that, oh, since I lost my weight, I'm acting different. And I'm not going to say, like, I didn't have any bad parts. You know, I was I lost, like, 100 pounds in six months. I got my, um, I got myself a tattoo. You know, I started taking more pictures. You know, I looked better. But something was still missing. You know, I felt like it just wasn't worth it. And... I just got to the point where, like, between work, girls, again, just being lied to, certain friends in my life who just really just made me feel inadequate about how I felt, you know, I felt I was alone again, I didn't have anybody, and it got worse and worse, and I let it pile up and pile up, and I'm, like, going to church, not even embracing what the message is, I'm just listening to it, trying to overanalyze it, being the Virgo that I am, and... I just, I couldn't do it anymore, and I remember it, I'll never forget this day, and this is why I mentioned my older sister, because she has a lot, um, I got so fed up with everything between work, not being able to get the job I wanted, I worked so hard to get and studied for, you know, my student loans, not making the money, having to pay those shits back, everything kept adding up, you know, not having a good love life, because, you know, I felt like I needed that to be happy, if I didn't have that, I just, it just, nothing worth anything to me at all. It just felt like nothing was worth it. And it got so bad where I just said, fuck it. I don't want to live anymore. I didn't want to live. I didn't talk to nobody. I didn't call anybody. I remember leaving work and I'm like, this is my last day I'll ever come into work. This will be my last time I ever see these people. I'm not even going to say I quit. I'm not even going to say anything. I'm just going to leave. I'm just never going to say goodbye to anyone. I wrote a note on my phone. And I remember saying on that note, like, you know, I'm sorry that I wasn't worth anything to you. I'm sorry I couldn't make you happy. And it's not just to her. Like, I'm sorry that as much as I tried to give as much as I could to everyone else, I didn't have the much value that I thought you guys wanted me to have. I'm sorry that I wasn't the strong rock that I made myself to believe I was. Everyone knows. And, you know, 
I'm just sorry. This is going to hurt hurt you guys a lot. But, you know, it's stuff like that. Sorry, it just gets a little emotional when I talk about it. And I decided enough was enough. And I remember putting my music on, got my speaker. I blasted it really loud. Worst song choices ever. And I grabbed, I had a knife. And I was going to gut myself while I was in a shower all the way through until it was enough where I hit some type of major vein and artery and bleed out in a shower. I was prepared to die that day. I was prepared to end it a second time because I couldn't see it. And the knife and unfortunately I wouldn't I'm not that's a horrible choice word. Thank God the knife broke. I can't tell you how or how, why but the knife fucking broke. And when that knife broke, I like sat in that shower crying. My eyes out like, what's going on with me? I ignored what was going on for the longest and I couldn't keep doing it anymore. I ignored so much around me that I felt, you know, that was the problem. I ignored everything. I ignored how I felt about things. I ignored what I wanted to do. I ignored, you know, what did I really want? You know, making other people happy and fixing their problems doesn't make it makes me feel good, but it doesn't make me feel happy. How is that? I'm like, that's not showing my self worth. That's not showing anything. That's just showing that I'm just a fucking doormat. I cried in that shower. So, like, I cried so much. And I never in my life, in my life, like felt the way I did. I just like looked at myself in the mirror like in tears. And when I knife snapped, I got a phone call from my sister, my older sister. And Toya, I love you to death because I think you saved my life that day. Honestly, you saved my fucking life. And to this day, I'll be grateful for you no matter what. And I'm dedicating this episode to you. But you helped me realize a lot more of what was going on. And my sister had called me and she told me about a, you know, some things, family, family thing. We were going through stuff. And I realized, you know, I was getting this done and I was supposed to get this in the mail. So I helped her out with the situation and I felt, you know, this is what I normally do. But it wasn't just for like a friend. Like this is for like my oldest sister. Like she wanted to be there for her daughter's graduation and I was like you know what I got this like I figured a plan out like I normally do and when she was so thankful for it it felt amazing because like it wasn't something that was just temporary it was like it was genuine it made me feel worth something and I decided you know when I drive her back I'm gonna take a trip I took a trip out to uh, Georgia and then I went to Florida and this was the first vacation I took by myself that was random and I sat down and I asked myself like what do I like to do do you know how sad it is how you can't answer that for yourself because you're always so busy helping everyone else here I am taking this vacation realizing like I couldn't believe it I remember taking a stop on my way to Miami and I just cried again because I'm enjoying this beautiful weather I took some pictures and I realized like wow I'm losing weight like, I experienced so much. I got to see my best friend from, like, third or fourth grade. And I couldn't I couldn't believe how much positivity things was going on and happening. And all because 
I was seeking approval of everyone else and I didn't get that approval for myself. Like I didn't need their approval. I didn't see how much I was worth to myself. And I don't want to sit there and sound like I'm doing this for clout, but you guys need to understand, like, I almost took my life twice because I didn't see how much I was worth. I didn't see that I had value to my own self. Like, no, I don't. I didn't, I didn't need that approval from other people. And I sought it out anyway. And I'll be honest, I'm thinking that trip, my sister saved my life, that night break, and that all happened for a reason. I learned so much about myself, and that's when it was like, time needs to change. Things have to change. I cannot be like this anymore. I need to sit there and just change this. So I started seeking help from my church. I was still a little shy. I was like, still ashamed to go to a professional therapist about it, but I sought help from my church. You know, and I talked to my pastor um, about it, and she gave me such great advice and you know talk on the phone i would travel to the city i did what i had to do to get the help i needed and it was it, i didn't care if i got fired from it if it was an issue it was like i'm not gonna sacrifice my mental health anymore i need this and it's very important that we all go out and you know seek mental like get get professional help talk to somebody see a psychiatrist it doesn't it's not something to be ashamed about I will never, ever, ever take that for granted again because of what I just went through and shit. I tell people all the time, like, you need to go out and seek it. If you really feel like there's some type of help you need to seek, go for it. This surgery pushed me through a lot of shit where I didn't think I would go through go through. And I thought I could handle it, you know, by just ignoring it. But ignoring it did more damage than good. So because of that, I had to learn a little more self-worth. Come my birthday... I end up having the worst birthday in the world where not only did I get my heart broken for a second time, I was honest with the person and I actually expressed my feelings and I was told that I was a horrible friend. I can't believe you do that when I did nothing but everything for this friend. I wouldn't I can't even call you a friend at this point. You're a horrible human being. But I did everything I could to try to make this person happy and just try to, you know, get them through what they needed to and God forbid if something was to happen like I wouldn't say they didn't do anything for me, but they would make me feel like shit when I expressed my feelings, but yet didn't say a word. It was horrible. And as that was the day I decided I need to let this person go. And when I let that person go, I thought to myself, I'm going to lose them. I'll never see him again. And I never, ever, ever thought i would live be able to live without this person you know i woke up the next day feeling fucking amazing and i was like yo i'm actually doing good and then i slowly started cutting off other people in my life who called themselves friends who tried to sabotage me who just had no none of the same interest in me and i was like you know i'm okay with this So, what I'm trying to say is, like, I did these things, and the reason why I did this thing is because I didn't have any self-worth. And we need to realize that we are so much better than what people put us in or categorize in. You got to love who you are and know that you're worth so much more than what people, society wants to take you as. I thought, you know, I was only good at just helping people or just being there for people. 
I learned that my feelings matter too. If you're going to dismiss my feelings or anything else I'm going through and I'm always here for you, you're not worth my time. You're not a friend. You're somebody I don't need in my life. And I'm okay with just dismissing you the way you would dismiss me back because I'm worth more than that. I don't need that. I don't need your acceptance. I don't need your approval. All right? I don't need any of that. And it was I had great mentors in my life that showed me that. And my weight issue, I didn't even care. Like if they try to clap, somebody tried to clap back on my weight, I was ready. I was ready to just like go back, like just clap back at them. Because they don't know what I went through. They don't know how hard I had to go through the sacrifices I made. The shit I had to go through. Ridicule. People just doubting me. And I didn't need to be bothered with that anymore. I didn't need to get offended. Because I know what I can do. I know what I'm about. Now just to speed up. I'm slowly doing what I got to do. I have two separate podcasts that I love doing. I love I love talking to you guys. I love doing this. You know. I'm teaching again. And I love the fact that I can teach what I love doing. It's something, it was my first love, and I love doing it. I have never had so much passion before in my life. This Recently, I had a job that you know let me go because they said I wasn't dedicated enough, and that would have been a trigger point for me. And I just sat there, looked, I was like, you know what? I don't need that shit. I don't need you. I don't need any of this shit. I'm good. I'm going to move forward from this. So what I'm trying to say, guys, is that we need to actually open up our eyes and as the Virgo's final verdict, know your worth. Know your worth more than people are going to categorize, categorize, categorize you as and place you as. You don't need to sit there and take you to the point that I did. And you guys, honestly, this is a very serious topic and sometimes there's some people that can't talk about it because they feel ashamed. I was so ashamed for the past year and a half that I couldn't talk about this. I felt like I was such the biggest failure. Like, I can't let people know. But you know what? I'm going to let people know. I did what I had to do. I did something that I wasn't proud of. I learned from those mistakes. And now I'm moving forward with it. I am seeking I am seeking therapy once a week. And it's been going great. It's making me a better man. It's making me a better host so I can actually talk to you guys, relate to you guys. I, you know, I have fun. I joke around a lot. You know, and I want you guys to understand, like, it's all fun and games sometimes, too. But, you know, we got to address things that we don't want to address anymore. We have to let these people know, like, there's so much going on. You have kids taking their lives now for just being bullying because they feel like they're not worth. Cyberbullying is such a big issue, too. And, we, you know, we can get into that topic for another day. But so many people are taking their lives because they don't have their worth, especially bariatric patients. One of the biggest killers is not alcoholism, it's suicide, because they don't know how to cope. That's why we have group meetings, all right? They're group meetings. There's hotlines you can reach out to. Find somebody that you can find as a confidant and just talk to them that you know that won't judge you. That's know that's going to be there for you, and that's what I did. So as the Virgo's final verdict, I want to say that you need to understand who you are. And know that you don't need anything or anyone to make you happy. You need to find happiness within yourself. You need to be able to wake up in the morning and be like, you know, you might not be in the best situation, but you know you're working towards something that's going to make it better. I know my podcast isn't at the highest rating right now, but I'm going to get there. I'm driven. I have goals. I have an awesome team. Shout out to Leia Hart and shout out to Genji. Um, shout out to what you call it, Valencia. Like, you guys are my team. And I'm dedicating this episode to you guys, too, because this is my truth. 
and this is what I went through, and I'm working harder, and I'm being, I'm so much stronger for it now. And just to let you guys know, if you have any questions, I will be having links put on this page, put on our social media page, as well as the anchor site. If you need to feel like you need to talk to someone about it, there's help out there for all of us. On this final note, this has been a special episode recording of the Virgos Verdict. Want to shout out to all my Virgos. Happy Virgo season. You know, we out here. Gang, gang. V gang's up. And remember your worth. I'm signing out. You guys have a lovely day. Goodbye.